Hi, and welcome to Ohanga. My name is Caroline, and today I'm talking with Lorraine. So Lorraine, can you start us off by telling us what kind of art you do? Um, I currently do, uh, I work in oils, and my base that I work in is still lifes, uh, usually in a traditional manner. Um, and, but I do also do some plein air painting uh, that I do enjoy being outside um, working as well. But my base is a still life. Okay. So how did you get involved with art? Um, well, uh, let's see. When I was very young, I come from a very large family, seven children. Uh, and for Christmas birthdays, it was always seemed to be some kind of crafts and art and things like that. So I think with a large family, you're always experimenting with different items, whether it's Play-Doh, whether it's, you know, mosaics and so forth. So um, I always enjoyed it and continue to do that and continue to work in the arts Um you know, even through school, but limited because then you're uh, going into the workforce and so forth. Um, but I've always had an interest in it and it's always stayed with me. So, yeah. Okay. So um, is there any person that influenced your artistic pursuit or was it kind of just that family like growing up and um, I think growing up was um, a big part of it, but at the same time, I did take uh, start to take classes once I was working and a little bit more established in my work schedule. I was able to take some classes, and I started out taking decorative art with Mary McLean, who is from Norfolk, Massachusetts. And when I was taking that, that was maybe 25, 30 years ago, and started doing that uh, as I could, as I had time with working. And um, I also then started to work with other artists in the decorative field, Sherry Rall and a few of the others. That That's kind of what got me going in an interest with um, you know, working in the arts. Once I got through working with that for a couple of years, then I started to expand into a little bit more with the still lifes and studying with a few artists. I would take some trips, um, you know, for two to three day workshops uh, throughout the country and really started to recognize that I really had a true love and interest of working in the arts. And in particular, I went from working in acrylics with the decorative art and then transitioning into oil. Um, so that's where I really felt I needed additional instructions from other artists in order to venture into the oils. Okay, so yeah. can you tell me like how decorative art kind of differs from what you're doing now? Like when I hear decorative art, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think of like, um, like you, utilitarian objects, like you can use them, but they're also like beautiful objects. Is that what decorative art is or what, what is, can you kind of walk us through so the difference? Decorative art, when I was doing it years ago, was more where I worked with an instructor and they had a set pattern, so to speak. You would buy these packets and the packet would have uh, it could be a setup with um, strawberries and different things, objects in it, but it was their design. So you were not allowed to sell it, market it or anything like that. So you were working strictly under their instructions. So you would basically buy the instructions, 
buy the pattern to it, go out and buy the acrylic paints that go along with it that they recommend. And those paints were very specific. It would be a red medium with a tint of purple and they had very specific colors. And you basically worked with that instructor on that specific project. You really didn't deviate from it, which was okay because the instructions that I received, I started to understand uh, the value scale on working in docks and lights, but yet having a, a, a some instruction instructions on how to get that real light on a flower, so to speak. So it really did teach me the basic skills prior to going to oils. The acrylics did help me to have a better understanding of color. So I do feel it was more of an instruction type thing with um, doing the decorative art, but it gave me a good base for working color, which I recognize even to this day that it helped me with mixing oils and so forth. Yeah, Yeah. it sounds like a really good it's a good way to start yeah Yeah, it's a good way to start and I think starting in acrylics as well is was helpful for me versus going into oils but once I get into oils that was it okay yeah (laughs) then the sky's the limit (laughs) yeah so So. oil is your true love yes absolutely yeah so what motivates your art It was interesting when I was thinking about that question. I think everything does. I mean, I'm a a big gardener. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a gardener. I'm out in my garden and there's a new daylily out there that that color is spectacular. Mm -hmm. You know, like how could I, how could I develop that color? So I, and I, I do for inspiration for my um, still lifes, I go to antique shops. I love going into antique shops and I do work in a lot of different silvers and metals. I love looking at something that's older that would really add some interest to my artwork and everything. So I say everything. The color of the sky when I'm plein air painting is beautiful, you know, so I use all of that, you know, as an interest. Yeah, I think it's kind of hard to say unless you do something specific. It's kind of hard to answer mm-hmm. what motivates because I think if you just right. have that eye, just like with your looking at the lily, you just yeah are intentionally yeah. more interested and in, yeah right yeah and I have so, new roses that are coming out but with the roses it's like wow with that color how can I paint that how can I make that happen you know yeah. so would you say yeah. that color kind of motivates you too like do you just like the idea of experimenting and figuring out if you can make yes color Color is a big I feel a big um asset for my paintings I love experimenting in it um if you see a lot of my paintings I do have a lot of red in them and vibrant colors and the more I can work with silver and metal and get the distinction for my docks and my lights love it and then adding color into that. So that's a big part of it. Um, do you have any other themes that kind of come out from your art? And then if you do, can you maybe tell us why they come out? Silver, metal, copper, glass. Absolutely love it. Love the colors in it. Love the, um, 
you know, the, the values in it of your docks and lights. And um, I just recently completed a lodge 30 by 30 and it was metal uh, vase or container with red strawberries coming out of it. And just the red and the variety of reds in the strawberries and the metal uh, to get a coolness yeah. of the metal is such a challenge. And when it happens, it's so exciting. You know, it's very exciting. And it's like, wow, okay, this can happen. So all of that. And I think going into the antique shops do help me uh, to kind of um, look at different objects, go into the secondhand stores, love going in there. And sometimes there is old glasswork that is vibrant colors and I'll pick up something like that. And that's the problem with picking up things like that. I have whole cabinets full of, you know, different objects that I can work from. So, you know, but someday I'll have to return them and maybe get some money and then pick up some others. So, <laughs> yeah, so now you have a big collection of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Nice, though, yeah. Cause you can take your time with it. I'm sure it's, it's very, yeah. I got to think it's quite challenging and time consuming to do glass and metal and get that texture right yeah a lot of people will look at what i'm doing this saying so why do you do that why yeah. why do you spend all those hours with that one piece of metal and i do have a few silver pieces that i just love and you will see them in uh, quite a few of my pieces of artwork but it's just to really capture that silver and metal um, is, is great. And this past holiday season, I worked with ornaments, um, very bright colored ornaments that were glass that you could see through um, and then started to capture um, putting the uh, plastic wrap around them. So it was a double... Um, you know, real comparison for your cools and your colors along with the wrap. So really enjoyed doing something like that. So yeah, sounds yeah. like a challenge. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> so what, um, what obstacles have you faced in pursuing your art? I had to work for a living and I couldn't paint. <laughs> I know, you know, I think that's the hottest thing. You have this uh, desire to paint. And um, I worked in a very busy job. Um, so my hours at work were a lot, I would get home later in the day, but I would paint at 10 or 11 o'clock at night, that would just give me such um, calmness after the day, that it would complete my day if I could just paint for an hour or two and just get a few things done and everything. So I think the fact that I had to work and then we obviously have family um, that comes first as well. So yeah. um, I feel very fortunate that I can now dedicate a good part of my time to my artwork for the last um, six or seven years. Hmm. Yeah. So can you describe your workspace to us? I am a, a very organized, structured person in my business world, mm -hmm. but my um, area that I work, that's why I don't do these Zoom interviews uh, in my studio, because it's um, rather cluttered, to say the least. But I have a nice setup uh, where I do have a separate uh, area in the house that is my studio. 
um, and nobody else can see it. <laughs> so I bring in all of my supplies. I have a great work area that I can paint, that I can dedicate my time. I bring in whatever I need, whether it's my still life setups. I have corners of my studio that are set up because I do my still lifes from life. Um, so they are actually right there in the area that I'm painting. I might have tons of things at the bottom that I'm switching in and out. I have extensive lighting uh, in the area for my setups with boxes, with fabric, with drapings. Um, so I do have an area. Yes, there's a lot in there, but I know where everything is. Right. And I know so I can find it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally opposite when I'm doing my artwork, but I like having access to my supplies. So I'm not, I, I have all my paint there. All my brushes are there. Everything is there that I need to do my work. I don't have to worry about moving it uh, when I'm done painting, which inspires me that I have two hours. I can sit down and paint. Right. So I think that makes a difference. Uh, the more and more artwork that I'm doing, that I have the ability to say, oh, I only have an hour. I'm going to sit and work for an hour and just lightly put it away and go from there. You know, so um, it is crowded. It does have everything I need, but it's the best working space I could ask for. You know, it really gives me the need, what I need. It doesn't disrupt your flow, right? Because you can no. just, yeah. Instead of right. like scrambling to find something that's tucked away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have another, uh, when I was in another house, I had an area that I would have to bring everything out. And that is a whole different world when you have the desire to paint, you're ready to go and you've got to go find everything, put it all out, bring it out. And then I, most times I don't finish my painting, obviously, right then and there. Some of them I work on for months. Yeah. So I like the ability to have a separate easel. I can go back and work on that the following day or if I need to let it dry. So I think that's a, a big added advantage that I have the ability to do that and yeah. not put it all away. So yeah. that's my excuse and I'm going to stick to it. That's okay. <laughs> you know what? It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So what time of day do you normally work? Do you work in the morning, evening, afternoon? Um, so more, I'd say in the evening, um, I do more of the paintings, but when I'm working on uh, a series, a number of things I'm painting, if I'm not in meetings and things like that, I'm I could paint all day. Uh, I'm fine. I painted yesterday plein air painting from like eight o'clock in the morning to one o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. So um, if I'm out there, um, you know, I make sure it's within all my schedule for the day and everything. So, yeah. you know, if I can spend the day painting, I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what is the ultimate goal for your art and what do you want it to be for your audience or what, it, what do you want it to mean for your audience? It's a good question because a lot of people do ask that. And my painting is for my own self-satisfaction. I don't know. I mean, I have to enjoy what I'm doing and I have to enjoy the objects that I'm painting. So that's important. And I think that's important to a successful painting as well. So um, obviously if, if it works out well and if it gets into an exhibit, if I'm submitting it into a juried show, um, that certainly gives me pleasure. And I, I'm very pleased with that. And then of course, selling art is, um, 
part of it as well. But I think you have to have a genuine interest in what you're painting and be satisfied when it's done that it's successful. So um, I think that's important, but it's always important to sell too. Is there anything else that you want to share with us that I haven't touched on or you think is important to know about you or your um, I think it was more that, you know, um, I came from a background of decorative arts, proceeded through going through with oil paintings. Um, I want to continue to strive to improve. Um, that'll always be a part. Um, I continue to take work workshops and classes. I feel there's always room to, to learn more from others. Um, I think networking with other artists, um, you have the ability to exchange ideas, um, see how somebody else's technique is different. How can I introduce it to what I'm doing as well? Um, so I, I, I feel that's, that's a goal to improve and, and capture more information and retain it. 